0: Death is swallowed up in victory. O death,
1: where is your victory? O death,
0: where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks Thanks be be to God God who gives gives us us victory, the victory, the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. And welcome back in to the Living Victory Podcast. My name is Christian Conway. As always, I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Max Keen and Jonathan Krauss. So guys, it's the week of Thanksgiving. And for anybody who hasn't guessed or hasn't read the title of this episode yet, we're going to be talking about Thanksgiving. And, you know, what do you always do uh, the week of Thanksgiving? You say what you're thankful for. So so to begin this episode, uh, Max, Jonathan, and myself are going to go around and talk about some of the things that we're really thankful for in our lives just to remind ourselves and remind you guys that no matter what situation you're in, no matter where you are, who you're with, there's something to be thankful for in every situation. And we're actually, as we go further into this episode, we're going to be looking into some examples of people in the Bible who seemed to not have anything to be thankful for, but were still able to find ways to be thankful. So let's, let's get into it. I'm really excited for this. I love, I love being thankful. That's one of the things that really resa- resonates with me is when people, they find those rays of sunshine in their life where they can focus on those those few things that are going right and really allow that to just overtake them and make them make them joyful. Those are the people that you meet. And you're like, wow, that person just is always joyful. Like no matter what is going on in that person's life, they always seem to be joyful. So I'm really excited to get into this and and just talk about things that we have to be thankful for, because there are so
1: many. All right, I'll start us off then, because for me, so I had a pretty crazy summer. And I going into the school year, I was like, yeah, I kind of am hoping for a change of pace just to kind of transition my mind to sort of work towards school and, um, just change everything really. Cause it was just a crazy summer, a lot of unknowns, um, going into this semester. And so during the summer, there were a lot of, or sorry, during the semester, there were a lot of, um, Again, crazy things that happened, a lot of unexpected things that happened. Um, Some good, some bad, but what really made the semester great um, for me was the group of guys that I was put into a dorm with, um, and especially the guys in my section. There were 16 of us, um, all who lived uh, together, and we hung out several times a week, and it was really great, um, spending time with them. Um, they were godly young guys who want to serve God and we would build each other up, um, have a lot of fun too, play a lot of games. Um, we were pretty, we did some pretty fun, um, you know, stupid college age stuff. So I'm very thankful for them. They made what would have been a crazy, probably pretty bad semester and made it pretty great
0: man that's awesome
1: i always i always love having great groups of
0: friends around me because like you said they can take any situation and just make it you know more happy make it more upbeat even if you're all you know struggling through your schoolwork and finding trying to find ways to overcome the stress and the anxiety that comes with schoolwork friends are always always there for you always there to help you and i i'm also grateful for the just the group of friends that that we have in common uh there's 10 guys that we just constantly keep each other accountable, keep each other uh, focused on the Lord. And it's really, it's such a great dynamic. Like the the odds that we find 10 young guys who are really passionate about Christ are just very, very minuscule. And God worked it out. God knew that he wanted us all together. So it's been great. And even as I've been here in Guam, I've been able to keep in touch with the whole group. But like you were saying, having a place to go to kind of get a get a break from the schoolwork and have a way to distract your mind from some of the things that are, that are going on uh, when it comes to stress and stuff. That's actually what this podcast has been for me. Like I, like uh, every week when we do it, I look forward to it. I look forward to talking to you guys and, and having great conversations about God, about God's word and being able to, to share uh, the wisdom and the experiences that I've had in my life. It really, it makes me so excited every week. So I, I'm thankful for this, this podcast, having this platform. I'm thankful for everybody that listens because like we always say, we would not be able to do this without you guys. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, This is one of the things I'm most thankful for this year.
2: Yeah, when we're talking about giving thanks, so many things pop into my mind at once. And this has especially been true actually for the past, probably the past week or so. I don't know if I've been just more aware of how much I have to be thankful for or more aware of God's blessings in my life. But like I swear, I see them everywhere um, and they're all over the place. And it's, it's hard not to be thankful in, in, even in the midst of me feeling pretty anxious with school right now. And um, I know I've talked about it on the podcast a little bit, but th- this has probably been my hardest semester so far at college. Um, just the amount of work and the everything being online and it's kind of been a learning curve um and i kid you not when i tell you that some weeks i've literally been doing school from the moment i get up to the moment i go to bed running on less than a couple hours of sleep um stressed with exams uh i've had out of like the 10 or 11 weeks um so far in the semester i think i've had exams in almost eight of them or seven or eight of them something like that so it's been it's been quite a long semester uh still not over got a couple weeks left but now that i'm sitting here and i'm i'm almost through this semester i can see so many points during the semester where um, I started to feel a little bit overwhelmed and I started to kind of curl up and sort of, uh, you know, lose my goal centered mindset and start to lose sight of where I'm going and 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 each one of those times where I started to fall into that um that sort of focus that loss of focus i guess you could say um like my family stepped in and, and was encouraging me and i had a great group of friends that were encouraging me um, and even my roommates who are non-christians have even encouraged me in, in some regards and it's been it's been a big blessing and and i just am so thankful for um the people that have supported me through especially this semester but honestly up to this semester too because i wouldn't be able to be doing what I'm doing now without the support of so many people. Um, and uh, God has been so patient with me. Uh, and I've been really, really thankful for that. Um, Cause I feel like my, my kind of journey spiritually has been a little bit put on hold because of school. And that's probably a little bit of my fault. Cause that's like, when you're not doing school, you just kind of feel exhausted and you feel like you got to, recharge or just do something and and you don't really view sometimes you don't view your devotions or your prayer life as recharge time but it really is um it's it's so easy to feel like you have to i don't know like sometimes it feels like a chore to go to god about things or it feels like a chore to do your devotions and it's and i always walk away from a prayer session or or devotional um really rejuvenated and re-energized i guess you could say and it's funny how I just don't have that mindset going into it, but I have that going out of it. So I'm, I should focus on that more, but I've been so thankful with um, how patient and faithful God has been with me. Um, he's introduced me to some amazing people and put, me, put some amazing people in my life at school that, uh, cause it's my first semester at a different school. And I've met some amazing Christians um, who have been role models spiritually and I, they're just great people to hang out with, too. So it's a great distraction from, from doing school all the time. And it's it's been a long semester, but it has definitely been a semester for growth um, and a semester that God is, has been using to strengthen me and to strengthen um, sort of my, my resolve and my endurance. And uh, it's been teaching me a lot to rely on him for his energy and his strength rather than my own, which is not that much to be honest with you uh so i'm I'm really thankful for that
0: yeah that's so great that you can look back and even even now which is you're still part of the or you're still uh taking part in this semester it's not over yet but it's it's awesome when you can look back and see those things that even though it's been a struggle even though everything hasn't come easy it's awesome when you can look back and see how god has been using it to shape you and to, to help you grow uh we also got a few more responses in from Instagram that I wanted to share with you guys. We, we put a question out on our Instagram at Living Victory Podcast, shameless plug. Uh, we asked people on our story, what are you thankful for this Thanksgiving? And we got some great answers. Uh, we got answers like my upbringing, which is, I think that's a thing that we often overlook is the fact that the situation that we are in is the exact situation God wanted us in. He put us in our situation, uh, whether that's a good situation or a bad situation, he put us there because he knows that that's, that's going to help us grow, and he knows that it's it's best for us uh, long-term. And also, uh, somebody responded with, my family, but they added salvation to that. They said, my family and my salvation, which I don't know if I could have put it better than that. Those two things are really the greatest blessing in my life, personally, that salvation, uh, first and foremost, is the thing I'm most thankful for, that Jesus Christ came to die on the cross. Uh, so the sinful life that I have lived— um, all the sins that I've ever had that separate me from God, that those could be washed away, that Jesus paid the penalty that I owe for all of my sins. That way I can have eternal life uh, with with God, have eternal life with him in heaven. So I'm so thankful for that, that Jesus has done that for me. Uh, we also had somebody say, I've made a few really awesome relationships this year. Uh, that's great. I'm so happy for you. Somebody said, I found my new favorite podcast this year. That was cool. And, <laughs> you know, you gotta love it when people are are thankful for for us. We thank you guys. We are are far more thankful for you guys than you you could ever be for us. But we're we're so thankful that we are able to make a difference in your guys' life. And for those people who come back week after week and listen to us, we thank you so much just for your your um I don't know your ears to hear. Like Jesus said, if you have ears to hear, so we thank you guys so much for for using those ears to to listen to us and help us grow, help us grow our impact for the gospel. We thank you guys so much for that. And then one more person said, all of the great memories that I have. So these are the, the responses that we got on Instagram. We thank you so much for participating in our Instagram question. Uh, we just, we love asking questions like that and seeing what you guys have to be thankful for and ha- like connecting the whole community of this podcast in thankfulness. It's really, that's one of my favorite parts of this time of year is thankfulness that there's, there's always something to be thankful for and Setting, Fixing our eyes on that thing is so amazing. Like, like Jonathan said, uh, sometimes when we pray and we do our devotions, it just allows us to sit back and to look at God, to fix our eyes on Him, and to make sure that we're changing our focus to Him. But like Jonathan was talking about, how he's had some struggles this semester, but that has helped him grow, and it's actually been a blessing in that he, has, he can see how God has been using it for him. There's a lot of stories in the Bible of people like that, people who went through some struggles, people who went through, you know, not only some struggles, some people who went through struggles that we could not even imagine, like things that are just beyond comprehension for us. And still, those people were able to find things to be thankful for in those moments. So we're going to open up our Bibles and look into stories like this in Scripture. We're going to find stories of people in scripture and groups in scripture who were in situations like this yet still found ways to be thankful. And I think that this will really help us see the spirit of thankfulness that God wants us to have. And it, it will really just bless us in, in looking into, into God's word because you're always blessed when you look into God's word. There's so many amazing things like that's, that's why they call it a living, breathing word because you look into it and it can constantly mean new things to you. And depending on which lens you're looking at it through, you can find different lessons that you can apply to your life. So today we're going to be looking at it through the thankfulness lens, and I'm really excited to get into it because I think that there are so many thankfulness lessons that can be learned from Scripture.
1: And so the first person that I think we should look at is Paul, who wrote much of the New Testament. He wrote several letters. He's been kind of the theologian, I guess you could say, of um scripture um sharing about all that he's experienced all that God has done for him and encourages the churches um with these letters and so in paul he gives several commands um to be thankful so i'll turn to a couple of those and one of the verses that he talks about or he gives these commands to um to be thankful Is Ephesians chapter 5 verse 4 where it says nor let there be any foolish talk or coarse joking which are out of place but rather Thanksgiving so he's saying that let Thanksgiving um, be what your speech is on um, and what you talk about and in Colossians chapter 4 verse 2 It says, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful, as well as Philippians um, chapter four, verse six, which says, do not be anxious in everything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And so throughout all these different scripture passages, we see Paul telling people to be thankful in all situations. And we know that Paul, he went through a lot of crazy situations as well. And we see Paul, he's telling these people to be thankful. And Paul, he's gone through so many situations that haven't been ideal, you could say. Um, And yet he's still thankful to God for all he does. And someone similar to that, who I've read about a lot lately in my um, leadership class, um, is Spurgeon, who went through many amazing and difficult things. Um, and one quote that he said that I just want to read for you guys. It says, I pray God, if I have any, or if I have a drop of blood in my body, which is not his, to let it bleed away. And if there be one hair on my head, which is not consecrated to him, I would have it plucked out. So he's saying that if there's anything that he's doing, any part of him that is not honoring and glorifying to God, that he's not using to glorify him and to further his kingdom, then what's the point of having it? Like it shouldn't even be with him. He owes everything to Christ and that's us too. We owe everything, every part of our lives to Christ. And so seeing these guys as examples of people who gave it all for Christ. And we're thankful, so thankful to the point where they gave him everything. And I think we should have that same mindset to where we're willing to give everything because, I mean, we don't deserve all that God has given us. He has blessed us so much. I know in my life that I don't deserve all of God's goodness. I am just a terrible sinner like everyone else. Um, But I know, like, I've lived my life, and I know my sins and and the things that I've done that aren't glorifying to God, and yet He still looked at me and loved me and died for me. And that's just an amazing thing to think about. And so we should forever be thankful to Him and live in a way that's glorifying to Him. So I love
2: everything that you just talked about, Max. That's really, honestly, that's such an amazing revelation, and it's giving your whole life back to God is such a display of thankfulness towards him. And the hard part though is in your life when you're going through situations um, that you you really don't feel like being thankful for, it's difficult to be in that mindset of, of always being grateful to God for the blessings that you do have. And the thing is, I've kind of come to, or I guess sort of realized that when you're thankful for something or the way you view something as a blessing is really based off your perspective in that moment and there are so many times in our lives and honestly throughout history that in the moment it may not seem like a blessing in fact it may seem like the opposite of a blessing um but then later down the road because of your different perspective you can see how god used that situation as a blessing in some way and this, what kind of made me think about this was I was reading through 2 um, Thessalonians today, actually, and sort of some background on the church in Thessalonica. which So Paul wrote 1 Thessalonians 1 and 2, and he was writing these letters to the church in Thessalonica, whom he and Timothy, and I think also one other missionary sort of started, but mainly I think it was Paul and Timothy, that started this church in Thessalonica, um, right after they were. Paul says in First Thessalonians that they were shamefully treated at Philippi, and after that, that situation that happened in Philippi, he went to Thessalonica where he started this church, and he was actually well received. Um, and this church really kind of blew up and started to grow, and so in in First and Second Thessalonians, Paul is very. Descriptive about the fact that he is writing to them um, to encourage them that they are dealing with some sort of affliction Um, in first Thessalonians. It talks about uh, affliction from their fellow countrymen. Um, So it's possible that they were getting some kind of. uh, uh, What do you what do you call that? Um, It's not torture. Oh, my gosh. What is another word for affliction? Suffering. experiencing suffering yeah i guess so uh still not the word i'm looking for trials no what do you call it when uh anyway um paul is descriptive about the fact that he's trying to encourage the the thessalonians uh oh just a funny note by the way uh the the church at thessalonica is actually present day thessaloniki uh which is in greece and we actually visited there on our trip, our third Mission Possible trip to Albania. We were in Albania for roughly three-ish weeks, and then we actually spent um, four or five days in Greece. And uh, we got to visit Philippi. We got to see the ruins of Philippi, um, and even the alleged prison which Paul was in in Philippi. And we also got to see the city of Thessaloniki, which is uh, which was really really cool. So it kind of put some. Um, modern day perspective on old day, uh, ancient times. So that was, that was really cool. We got to experience that and see that. Um, but anyway, back to the the church in Thessalonica. So Paul is encouraging the ch- church in Thessalonica, um, because they're going through some affliction and first Thessalonians actually talks about them suffering affliction from their countrymen. So it's possible that the, the Thessalonians were being mistreated by their countrymen they were being you know maybe jeered at uh maybe i don't know whatever you can think of about them uh i can't think of the word dude this is driving me nuts oh my gosh it's on the tip of my tongue trouble Uh, what are you like they're they're being um persecuted yes oh my gosh (laughs) that took so long (laughs) the and uh, they were suffering persecution from their fellow countrymen, and Paul even relates this to how the church um, in Israel was was being attacked by the Jews. The actual Jews were attacking the church. So uh, Paul is writing to encourage them in these afflictions, and you can kind of you know think about this in terms of the day. Like put yourself in in the shoes of the Thessalonians, right? So they're uh, they're a new church, they're a newborn baby of churches, I guess you could say, and Paul and Timothy kind of started it and spent a lot of time there and then encouraged them. And then Paul and Timothy actually left. Um, They continued on their journey. And now Paul ended up getting in prison, like that kind of a a whole thing. And Paul was actually unable to return to the Thessalonians for a time. And um, Paul sort of received word that the Thessalonians were going or the church in Thessalonica was going through these afflictions. And he ended up writing these letters to the church because he couldn't be there in person, but he wanted to encourage them um, still. And he actually sent Timothy in 1 Thessalonians and talks about how he sent Timothy to them uh, to give them this letter and also bring word back to Paul about their faith and how the church was going. Um, But what I kind of wanted to bring up about Thanksgiving, I know I've kind of gone around my elbow to get to my thumb today or whatever, but in the moment if you're the church in Thessalonica, you're probably not feeling that thankful because you're, you're a new believer and you found salvation. And and of course you're thankful for that, but now you're going through all these, these afflictions. You're, you're, you're being persecuted, you're suffering. And, um, Paul is probably feeling the same thing. He's he's this church that he started in first Thessalonians. even Paul says, but what is our glory? Is it not you, uh, at the day of our Lord? Um, and, So Paul and and Timothy, they have such love for this church in Thessalonica and they're probably feeling distressed because of the afflictions that that church is going through. So in the moment, there probably wasn't a lot of feeling of of thankfulness and, and this being a blessing, this affliction. But if this affliction and persecution wasn't happening, would Paul have ever written these letters to the Thessalonians? And if Paul had never written these letters to the Thessalonians, they wouldn't be in the Bible and we wouldn't today be able to grow and learn more about God through these letters that Paul wrote. And so now looking back, we can see that out of these afflictions became great blessings and we can be so thankful for that now, but in them, you can kind of see that maybe it was really hard and these trials that they were going through was were difficult. And so I was reading through the second Thessalonians today and I was like, wow, you know, that's kind of really interesting. And I bet that happens a lot in our lives. That in the moment, oh my gosh, like all you see is your circumstances, your situation, you see how bad you're off, you see how far you got to go and where you got to get to and where you're starting from. And it all just seems like it's overwhelming. And then God delivers you through that. And later on, you can look back and see how many blessings that God was, you know, giving to you in the moment. And then it's really based off your perspective. And so I really think, I really do believe that in every situation, we can always be thankful to God for something in some way. And that is so displayed throughout scripture in so many ways. And so I think we need to focus on making sure that our perspective is focused on God and focused on the kingdom of God and focused on the, the person of Jesus Christ, whom we are trying to model our lives based off of. And if our perspective is in that way, then I think it's so much easier for us to see the blessings and to see how thankful we are towards God.
1: So looking at an example in scripture that um, that we can see from Paul, like we all know the verse, um, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. But looking at the couple verses before, starting in verse 10, Paul writes, I greatly rejoiced in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I'm need, for I've learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And so when Paul's writing this to the Philippians, he's saying like, oh, wow, I've done all these things. I've experienced the you know, good things. I've experienced bad things. I've gone through these different situations, and yet I'm still so thankful to God that I can make it through because of Christ who strengthens me. And just that idea of perspective that Jonathan was talking about, where he can go through all these things and still have joy, even in the midst of crazy sufferings. And James When he writes his letter, he says to consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance and goes on to say that that ultimately brings about maturity. And so he's also saying, like, hey, the perspective that you have, if you consider your sufferings joy and you go through them knowing that good is going to come out of it, then you're able to be content in these situations. You're able to have thanksgiving in all that God has done for you. And so just looking at these writers who learned what it is to be content, learned what it is to have joy in sufferings and hear them encourage um, believers as well has been an encouragement to me as I go through trials.
0: And... I know that with all this talk about being thankful in every circumstance, there are some of you out there who are thinking to yourself, yeah, but that's just, it's different for me because my circumstances are especially bad or the things that are going on in my life, there's just nothing to be thankful for. And these guys that you're talking about in the Bible who have gone through, you know, whatever persecution, they haven't faced the things that I'm facing. And that's true. They haven't faced the things that you're facing because each one of us has individual struggles, unique challenges, but they have faced a lot of worse things than the things that you're facing today. And just as an example of this, uh, I'm going to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 11, where Paul lays out all the things that he faced, all the challenges that he faced in his life, yet he was still able to be thankful and joyful through it all. So this is 2 Corinthians 11, and he starts this list in chapter or verse 23 uh and it says that he's been whipped so many times that they are without number that he can't count how many times he's been whipped he's faced death again and again five different times the jewish leaders gave him 40 lashes minus one and the reason it says 40 lashes minus one is because 40 lashes back in the day was the amount of lashes they had considered lethal so if if they whipped you 40 times you were likely to die so what they did was they would do 40 minus one. So they would they would take you one lash short of death. So he faced that five times. Uh, it also says, three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. I've traveled on many long journeys. I've faced danger from rivers and robbers. i faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. So he couldn't even trust the people that were closest to him in a lot of situations. I face danger in the cities, in the deserts, and on the seas. I face danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. I have worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I have been hungry and thirsty and have often gone without food. I have shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. So this, and then he he adds on top of this actually, continuing in verse 28, he says, besides all this, I have the daily burden of my concern for all the churches. So He's saying that he has all of these challenges, these physical challenges, these emotional and mental challenges, yet this is the same man who wrote that passage that Max just read about learning how to be content in all circumstances. That he'd faced death on so many occasions, but he was still maintaining faithfulness. And he remembered that God is the one who gives and the one who takes away. And he knew that no matter what's happening, no matter what situation you're in, the fact that we have salvation in Jesus Christ That is the number one thing. Like once you have that, everything else, it doesn't matter how it happens because your salvation is keeping you secure. You're eternally in the hand of the loving, loving Lord, and nobody can pluck you from his hand. So it's so amazing to just see this, see that, that even these people in the Bible who face challenge after challenge, after challenge, things that we will not face today, they were able to keep thankfulness, keep joy in every situation it's, it's, I love looking into scripture and finding examples like this. It's Paul is, is one of the, one of the primary ones, just because of all the challenges and and struggles that he went through in his life. Um, and he was an example of joy to the churches. Like when people think of Paul, they often think of his joy. Like for example, the book of Philippians in the very third verse, uh, chapter one, verse three, it says, I thank my God every time I remember you. And then continuing, he says in all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel. So he had these people that were, they were partnering with him in the gospel. And what that meant was supporting him when he went to their cities and feeding him when he was in jail and giving him just basic necessities for life. And he was still finding ways to be an example of thankfulness to them. He was an example of joy to them, even though he was the one who was barely getting by. He was the one who had to have people bring him food in order for him to survive. But he was being an example of joy. It's just being able to see this, it's so encouraging because if Paul can do it through the power of Christ, like, like Max just read Philippians chapter four, he does it through him who strengthens me. That's the verse that often gets misquoted because people say, oh, I need to lift this heavy thing. Uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But really that verse came in the context of being thankful and content in all circumstances. So if Paul can do it because of the strength of of Christ that's within him, then that means you and I can also do it because we have that exact same strength with we have that exact same strength inside of us.
2: Being thankful is really an amazing mindset to sort of get into. And it's easy to talk about it, um, when we're in this time of, of Thanksgiving, when we're in this week of Thanksgiving, which is once a year. Um, and, and I guess it comes around a little bit in, in, for Christmas when everybody's in the spirit of giving, but, uh, we should really kind of try to have this, this mindset of Thanksgiving more often. And it really can get you to take your mind off of yourself and focus on the blessings in your life, the blessings of other people. Um, I know sort of an amazing thing that kind of happened on Thanksgiving. Uh, we're, we're actually we're recording this podcast on, on Friday, and it's going to go up on Monday for, for all of you. And uh, so Thursday was, was Thanksgiving and that was yesterday. So yesterday, um, a lot of our, our friends, we were sending texts to each other, about why we were, we were thankful for each other. And, um, and that was like, It started, honestly, it started because uh, of one person who texted some of us. And then a bunch of us were like, that was an amazing idea. So we're going to text a bunch of people as well. And it kind of just chain effect uh, from there. And oh my goodness, like thinking about why you're thankful for other people is is really incredible because you start realizing how much they do for you you start realizing how important they are to you and how much you really look up to them and how much you really love and respect them. And, um, would just, you just would want to do anything for them. And, you know, the more people that you, that you get in contact with, the more that you realize that they, they kind of feel the same way about you and and they're so thankful for you. And, and it's a really, it was so encouraging to see all these, you know, these, encouraging messages going around and, and people just being really honest and open with each other. And it was a really awesome thing to see, uh, to be honest. And there's really no reason that we can't, uh, do that on a regular basis. It doesn't have to be Thanksgiving to tell somebody while you're thankful for them, you know, and not even that, but I actually realized this morning that all of yesterday, I was so busy, you know, thanking other people for them being them, that I would not even thank God for who He is as much as I should have, and so I kind of spent a little bit of time in Thanksgiving towards God today. And oh my gosh, you start realizing how much you have to, to be thankful for towards God, and we don't, we just don't think about that as as much as we should. And I think it's just a great time to sort of remind us how thanks, you know how how thankful we should be, and how we should always enter uh, God's courts with Thanksgiving and praise. You can see that in Psalm one hundred. Um, cause really God is, I mean, God is so amazing. He's so beautiful and he's so gracious and merciful and loving and faithful. And you just like, we have so much to be thankful for. And it's, it's really humbling, um, to, to not only think about that. So this is, this is really a great time to put us in that mindset, but I encourage each and every one of you and, and each of us to stay in that mindset as much as you can, you can make this sort of like a, a thanksgiving resolution like, you know if you want to make a kind of a joke out of it but for serious you know all, in all seriousness in all seriousness gosh it's hard to talk um we should really try to be more focused on being thankful um and and you know because in especially in the west it's so easy to be always thinking about yourself always thinking about what you got to do what you got to get done where you got to be um, and it's very distracting. Uh, and so often you, when you're thinking about you being thankful, you're not thinking about yourself, uh, You kind of. I mean, you're thinking about why you're thankful, but you're thinking of other people. You're thinking of God. You're thinking of other blessings. And it kind of gets your mind away from yourself. And it's so easy to be selfish. And it's not you know always a bad thing to be selfish. You do want to take care of yourself, but you want to make sure that you're really – you know, you you have been filled up by God in Christ Jesus, right? And it's kind of our job to overflow onto other people because God fills us up and overflows our cup, um, and that's a, a an amazing thing. And uh, we should always be focused on doing that.
0: I really love that. I I agree with you that this week, as as our friends have been texting each other and and reminding each other why we're thankful of. Uh, for having each other. It's been really great and like a refreshing perspective that we can see all these people that are thankful for me and how thankful I am for them because of the things that they do for me. And I would I would like to challenge you guys, uh, everybody listening, to do that to at least two people that mean a lot to you. Uh, it doesn't have to be a Thanksgiving message or, or anything. It doesn't have to be themed because Thanksgiving week. Just find two people that you're thankful for. Uh, thankful for the things that they do in your life, and tell that to them because it means so much when somebody when you hear it from somebody, uh, all the difference that you make in their life. And it's so easy to tell them. Like it it doesn't take but a five minute text or a one minute phone conversation to tell them how thankful you are for them and, and all the reasons that you really appreciate them. So I would encourage and challenge each one of you to do that to at least two people that mean a lot to you because that's that's how we build community. And I once you do it to them you'll probably be surprised at how many of them reach back out to you with the same exact thing. They tell you how thankful they are for you. And it's it's so great to just kind of re I don't know, reload relationships like it that that act of doing that just helps you remember helps you remember why you have those relationships in the first place. And the the difference that it makes in your life And just how much of an impact those friendships have. Because I think a lot of times we take our relationships for granted. Like when we have friendships or our family relationships, we take those for granted and say, you know, we just, we assume that they'll always be there, but we don't think about how, how different our life would be if we didn't have them. And so just sending somebody a nice note is a great way to show them how thankful you are for them and remind them that they are important and that they have, they, they affect your life in a great way and that you you love them for it, and it's it's just, I, I really love that, because we see that all the time in Scripture. Like, like I was saying in the Philippians letter, Paul says that. He says, I thank my God every time I remember you, and in all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because your partnership in the gospel. Like he tells them why he's thankful for them and all the great things that they do for him. So we can definitely take a lesson from this and do that to the people in our own lives. So once again, I challenge each one of you to do that to two people in your life that really mean a lot to you, that you're really thankful for. So just send them a short message and tell them all the great things that they do for you and how really appreciative you are for them.
1: And one thing that I've found um, with just being thankful in general is it kind of is counter-cultural if you think about it, because you look around and you see a lot of anger, a lot of hate. And um, even if I, you know, go on social media and people are, saying how much they're mad about something or someone who wronged them. It just seems like that goes around a lot more than Thanksgiving does in um, being thankful for people. And so if you really look at it, it can transform your whole day, whether you're thankful for someone or if you're dwelling on something that somebody did against you. It really can change your heart and change your attitude for many different things. Um, And so being thankful on a daily basis is honestly something that can really uplift you and others as you walk through life with other people. If you share with them why you're thankful for them, um, it does a whole lot and is so different than what at least I'm used to seeing, where there's so much hate and division between people.
0: So as we close this episode, this Thanksgiving week episode, um, just talking about thankfulness, I want you guys to remember all the amazing things. Just take, take five minutes out of your day to sit there quietly and reflect on all the things in your life that you have to be thankful for. And that can start with the small things. That can start with the fact that I have enough food to eat. The fact that I have a roof over my head. The fact that I have family members who love me. Uh, And it can go in all the different directions. It can go to things that might be inconsequential, but you're still thankful for them. But it might might be things that are huge that make a real difference in your life. So I I would encourage you to do that because when you do that, it, it resets your mind and really puts you in a state of gratefulness and thanksgiving. And it it really helps me anytime I do that. It helps me improve my mood. It helps me forget, not necessarily forget, but not allow those those stressors or things that make me anxious to overtake my mind. And it's really just such a helpful exercise. And I, I would encourage you guys to do that as well. Um, as we've been talking in this episode, we looked at the example of Paul and just how he's thankful and content in every situation that he's in. And all the bad things that he faced, he still found ways to emphasize the the great things that happened to him and find those little blessings and the big blessings in his life make sure he focused on those rather than focusing on the things that could take his joy away could easily steal his joy and i i really hope that we take our we take a lesson from that because it can be the same for us that we have so many more things to be thankful for um, than we realize, and if we take a moment to just reflect on those things, it can really help put us in the right state of mind. And as always, if you guys have any questions or comments or or criticisms or really anything, please reach out to us. We want to have this conversation with you guys. We want to build this community and be able to answer your questions or even talk to you if you have any doubts or anything. Please reach out to us. You can reach out to us on Instagram or Facebook at LivingVictoryPodcast. You can go to our website, LivingVictoryPodcast.com. Uh, you can email us. We each have our own individual email at Max, Jonathan, or Christian at livingvictorypodcast.com. But we also have a general email, uh, questions at com that you can reach out to if you want to hit all three of us with one email. But we really, we want to continue this conversation. We want to, to help you guys with whatever you're going through. Uh, and if you find any value from this episode or any of the other episodes that you've listened to, please do us um, some favors to help grow the show. The first thing you can do is to share the show share it with somebody that you think needs to hear it or that it can really bless. The second thing that you can do is leave us a rating or review uh, a rating and review on whatever platform you listen to your podcasts on, because those ratings and reviews, they help us grow in the charts and help get more eyes and ears on this podcast. And thirdly, if you're really feeling generous, you can give us a monetary donation at living slash donate. And, our promise to you is that every cent that you give us will go straight back into the show, into advertising, and help us grow the audience. That way more people can hear our gospel-centered message here on the show. Um, I just, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, I am so thankful for you guys. Uh, we say it every week, but we really mean it. Uh, we are thankful for you guys, thankful for all the the times that you listen to our show. We're thankful for your faithfulness and listening. We'll thank for, we're, we are thankful that you come back week after week after week. and We just we wouldn't be able to do this without you guys. We thank you so much. And as always, love each other and shine your light.